I had never thought about being an actor. Uh, what I had fantasies about when I was really little, and up until I was uh, 15, 16, uh, I, I thought I was going to be a magician. And I knew by the time I was a teenager, uh, I wanted to be a close-up magician. And your audience can't see my hands, but they are not a close-up magician's hands. They're very small, and I got little short, stubby fingers. And so I couldn't. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the things I really wanted to do, and I was uh, heartbroken over the fact that I was not going to be a magician. And I went to see Pippin, and it was the first musical I had seen where. Uh, actual magic had been really incorporated into the show, and through the persona of Ben, and I kind of sat there and, like a dummy, I went going, and it hit me. I went, the whole thing's an illusion. The whole thing's a trick. It's an old. It's a magic trick. Listening to the Portland Podcast, I'm your host, Gregory Day. Thanks for tuning in. At the top of the show, you heard Jason Alexander chatting with two-time Tony Award-winning Broadway producer Ken Davenport on his excellent podcast, The Producer's Perspective. Visit theproducersperspective.com to hear more interviews with Broadway's finest talents and industry professionals. Ken's one of the featured keynote speakers this year at CreateCon 2019, the Portland Creative Conference. The event takes place Friday, September 27th at the Girding Theatre at the Armory and features a slew of award winners. More on that with Steve Galen in just a moment. Today's show is sponsored by Tree to Tree Aerial Adventure Park. You can save 10% by using the promo code PDXPOD when checking out. Make sure to use all caps, of course. So make sure to save 10% by using promo code PDXPOD when checking out. That's Tree to Tree Aerial Adventure Park.com. Tree, the number two, Tree Aerial Adventure Park.com. More now from Steve Galen on this year's diverse speaker lineup at CreateCon. We caught up with him at the Nines Hotel to hear more. I mean, you've covered the gamut. I mean, from Broadway stars to musicians to comic book writers to filmmakers to television producers, content creators of all kinds. Yeah, and the the objective is they all talk about their creative process. So no matter what your creative output is, you have a process. And so that's the common denominator across these industries. This year, what's really different is we have major industry award winners so we have and we'll we'll get into specifics but we have an oscar winner a grammy winner three-time grammy winner a two-time tony winner a um, clio lifetime achievement award winner eisner award which is a the comic book sort of major industry award emmy award tony tony award did we cover that yeah tony award and emmy award as well now let's start out with uh, the first speaker ruth e carter she's a costume designer yeah she's been in the business for 30 years and has designed costumes for 40 films and uh, this year won her first academy award for black panther and was the first african-american woman to win that award in history basically right after i saw black panther in the theaters 
I just immediately, uh, I immediately thought I have to have that costume designer because I, I really thought those costumes were the most creative that I've seen in years. And so I was like, that became a goal. I have to get the costume designer from Black Panther. That was way before she was nominated uh, for an Academy Award. I just thought they were great. So I, like, I, I like how you had a plan. Yeah. So I, um, like usual, I tried multiple angles to get to Ruth. Uh, you know followed her on Facebook, etc. <laughs> Basically, finally connected with her, uh, her um, uh, appearance representative. And so uh, what I did, and the appearance representative, of course, kind of wants to know what's in it for them. And, and so um, and I, I really decided that the best way to, to get Ruth uh, here would be to combine it with um, a visit to one of the other one of the apparel companies in town. And so um, I kind of offered that up. I said, hey, I have contacts. I used to work at Nike. I have contacts at all the apparel companies in town. Is Ruth interested in, in a visit to one of these other companies? And Ruth came back with a, her preference was Nike. So I reached out to Nike and long story short, we made a partnership to make Ruth, uh, that happened to have Ruth come to Portland. <laughs> Isn't that great? You watch a movie and you see the clothing and you get to speak with the person who designed that. What an amazing job you have putting this together. I know it's a lot of hard work, but it's fun too. You can't forget that part. It's got to be fun. You have to enjoy your work, right? Yeah, and absolutely. And and it's really a personal challenge. It's like if there's somebody that I want to go after, um, how do I make that happen? What are the different angles I can I can play to make that happen? And I have a good uh, group of contacts yeah. who have their own contacts, and they're a fan of the conference, and so I leverage those folks as well. Now, the host, can you talk about the host of CreateCon? Yeah, so Rob Sample is... He is the best. Yeah. You could not have done better. Yeah, Rob is was the MC uh, host all through the 90s. And, of course, he did such a good job, and we're, we get along really well. And so I've had him back to MC. And he really he, he knows how to work that stage in this event. He's just an expert at it yeah. and managed the Q&A session with the crowd and, uh, and did a great job with that. Um, uh, oh, Portugal the Man. I think that's as good as an interview with them as I've ever seen. And you, you got the singer to actually open up, which was really remarkable because you know it's you usually don't hear that kind of that kind of honesty on stage. And and it felt like we were eavesdropping in on a personal conversation. That's exactly what I aim to go for in a podcast. What I want to listen to in a podcast. Right. No, that makes total sense. And and Rob definitely did his homework there oh, when we when we were talking to the. Um, uh, the the two founders of Portugal, the man, they were. I could tell they were hesitant about like being on stage talking about their creative process. And when I when I sense that, what I do is I offer up a moderated talk on stage, like a fireside chat. And so they went for that, and they knew Rob from just some social, because Rob and his wife own Mother's Bistro. So yeah, Rob knows people that way as well. It's fun. It is a lot of work. How much work is this to put on the conference? Say if I wanted to start a conference, how much work, how many hours do I need to put in? My advice would be don't. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So you, if it wasn't part of my DNA, I, you know, I probably wouldn't still be doing it. But the conference is in my, it's in my DNA because of what happened in the 90s. So um, 10,000 hours? <laughs> over the over the course of a, yeah over the course of all my work on it yes really? uh, I, I mean really? I, I've never added up but I mean I wouldn't doubt it it's um so I you know 
I, my career is digital marketing and digital commerce, but I've figured out uh, starting early on, I always moonlighted. I moonlighted with music, I moonlighted with theater. And so I learned how to do work in the, in the um, what most people would consider downtime. Yeah. So early morning, yeah, late at too. night, uh, on uh, a couple emails on a lunch hour, um, and, uh, and, and um, Saturday mornings. It so. sounds like it's consumed your life. You know, um, it, I do have a family and a wife, and so it, they've they've also consumed my life along with work. But it's it's a it's more. You have to be passionate about an, a conference. If you're not passionate about it, and it's not for money, uh, it, it, you have to have a passion other than money to do to be kind of slightly insane enough to produce a conference year after year. I'd like to talk about this husband and wife team. This is a first. Uh, Kelly and Matt, Matt Fraction, and uh, they're working with Legendary TV on a new project. Big, big project. Yeah, so they have a development deal with Legendary TV, but they their, their core work and where they've made their name is in uh, comic books, and um, they've written some uh, really well-known and, well, and, and just acclaimed uh, comics comic books and uh, uh, Matt Fraction has been on the New York Times bestsellers list and uh, uh, Kelly Sue and this is kind of where it started she um, worked on uh, Wonder Woman for Marvel for a period of time that sort of rebranded that character Carol Danvers and the movie that came out this year was based on that rebranded so she played a key role in the Wonder Woman movie uh, and um, uh, didn't write the movie, but wrote the basis of the DNA of this character as portrayed in the movie. And so I wanted to really get uh, Kelly Sue. And then I, I learned about, she's married to Matt, learned about his resume. And we've had comic books writers before. And I thought, well, let's do a husband and wife team on stage at the same time, talking about their creative process and how they collaborate or don't. And that's the first time we've ever had that. So it'll be really interesting. Skylar Talene. Now, uh, he's going to be speaking at the creative conference he's an emmy award-winning production designer graphic designer a triple threat yeah and uh, he also has been in front of the camera a bit as well Quite an actor too right and so um basically what happened is i you know again tr and when i was originally going for the egot i needed a grammy winner we explored a lot of options for that we um, tr again, we are focused on diversity, so there's a lot of effort we put into that, and, and it didn't work out. We couldn't get some of the people we were after in Hollywood. So I emailed Tim Williams at the Oregon Film Office, who's a sponsor of the conference, and I said, "Hey, is there any local?" And I said, "Is there any local? Are there any local um, Emmy winners?" And he said, "Yeah." He listed a couple, and I read about Skyler's background, and he worked at two Emmys for Portlandia. Also works on Shrill, which is the new sh TV show oh, being yeah, filmed in. Yeah. in uh, Portland, also from the Saturday Night Live uh, folks. And um, then he did graphic design for shows like Mad Men, which a lot of people in Portland love Mad Men. And so um, he became somebody that looked like a really good fit. Hello, everybody. My name is Ken Davenport. Welcome back to the Producer's Perspective podcast. And what a treat for all of you and for me. Hi, this is Greg, today. the producer. I thought I'd play another excerpt from Ken Davenport's excellent Jason podcast with Jason Alexander. Are they welcoming? How do you know if they're welcoming? Are they, I, are they sitting around applauding or are they, they just are like, They're standing up right now. Really? You just can't see them. Wow. Aren't that's usually, um, that's most of my standing ovations. I just can't see them. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that's the Jason you all know and love. Uh, you know him from, of course, his infamous role as George Costanza on Seinfeld. 
But uh, many of the world may not know that the guy who had us cracking up for so many years on that brilliant show got his start in the theater. He won a Tony Award for Jerome Robbins Broadway, uh, was a part of the original company. And Merrily We Roll Along was in The Rink, which I'm a huge fan of that. Really? I saw, I saw a bootleg of that. I'm probably not supposed to tell you that. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, You're the producer, my friend. You're the one losing money on the bootlegs, not me. <laughs> uh, Broadway Bound, he came back to Broadway a few uh, seasons ago to take over for Larry David, the man who George Costanza was based on in Fish in the Dark. Tons of movies, including Pretty Woman, which is now on Broadway Musical. I want to talk about that. Now, I'll never forget the first time I realized you were a theater guy. So you were on The Tonight Show. And you sang This Is The Moment. You know, Ken is a two-time Tony Award winner. He's a Broadway producer. Uh, He's innovative within the Broadway industry, so his blog talks about that. He's developed an app for the industry, etc. He, um, you know, uh, uh, has produced Spring Awakening and Kinky Boots and Groundhog Day and Godspell Revival. But Ken is an interesting case because um, he, his assistant emailed me. So that was the opposite of Ruth where I had to go after and make it happen. Hey, that can happen sometimes. If you, if you get things, the ball rolling, you get momentum, people reach out to you. Yeah, so Ken is really uh, one of the probably best um, uh, credited speaker to reach out to us directly and he just liked what we were about and and so then uh what's his connection with portland yeah i do believe he did some work at one point in time which i found out later with portland center stage Bill Miller, uh, which is probably a a very unlikely sounding Native American uh, name, is a Native American three-time Grammy winning uh, uh, artist, singer-songwriter, also, as you mentioned, visual artist with some work uh, on display at the Smithsonian. And I just read about Bill like you did, and uh, I just like, oh my gosh, we got to get Bill. We've had other Native American speakers, and that's that's we really try for a diverse lineup. That's one of our priorities: is ethnic and gender and and, and creative industry diversity. And so, uh, Bill, you know, was a total fit. Yeah, I've talked to Bill three times on the phone. He is super gracious. I mean, he sounds like the nicest guy ever, and he's really excited to come to Portland. I'm. I, I don't know if he's been here or not before, but uh, and he's also going to perform one of the music slots, so we'll hear his music as well. Are you going to perform too? No, I won't be performing. Susan Hoffman. Now, she's a Clio winner. I wasn't familiar with this award, but it's a marketing award. She's a chair at Wyden Kennedy Employee Number 8. Yeah, so Susan has been with Wyden Kennedy a long time. And so uh, what happened is once I got the Emmy winner, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and uh, then I had my EGOT, I thought, well, I'll just keep going, and I'm going to try and get a Clio Award winner, which is really one of the top global advertising awards you can get. And I, and I knew people at Widen Kennedy had won Clio's. So I, I, I just researched Clio winners from Widen Kennedy. And uh, Susan came up as just ha- having won last year Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, a Clio Lifetime Achievement Award. So I'm like, okay. And Susan spoke at the conference in the 90s. So she's a second time speaker and, um, uh, you know, got her wow. to say yes. Yeah. Wow, really? 
Yeah, now, again, I want to cover the background of the Creative Conference here, just go on a tangent. I mean, you've had some big names at the Creative Conference. The history of it is, uh, is quite rich. Yeah, in the 90s, so the conference ran all through the 90s, um, uh, founded primarily by Will Vinton. 1990 was the first year I joined the uh, organization as a volunteer and then later a board member all through the 90s. And we had a lot of momentum then. Uh, Spike Lee was one of our speakers, Martin Sheen, um, uh, uh, Randall Kleiser, who, who's directed <laughs> Grease. I remember going out for a drink with, with him. And, and, and uh, just uh, when I, then the conference went um, dark after 9 11, so 2001, and there was a seven year gap, and I brought it back in 2008, this time as a fundraiser for arts education through Keeping the Arts. So we've given over $150,000 in grants to arts teachers around the state of Oregon for their uh, uh, programs. That was a nice milestone to hit this year. And um, we had to kind of start over with our speaker uh, momentum. And so we couldn't dive right in after seven years and get that same level of speaker. But we've built up to it now after uh, 2008. And then I, I took another three-year break and I brought it back again in 2015. And that's where all this momentum's coming from. You sure have. Uh, Jeff Gomez, the producer, he's worked on some very big productions uh, in Hollywood, Avatar and Men in Black. Yeah, so Jeff, his focus is transmedia storytelling and story world development, which story world development, like Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe is the primary, like the flagship example of story world development and transmedia storytelling, where you're still in, you're telling an expanded story across media. And Jeff has been in that and really is a pioneer in that. And I, he was going to speak at a conference that I, a different conference I did in 2008, and it ended up being his, his uh, business partner spoke, but I've been in touch with Jeff and been trying to get him out here for the creative conference. So it was really that um, transmedia story angle that I wanted him to talk about. Transmedia, can you define that for us, for the layman? Yeah, it's really um, about storytelling across different channels. So you might tell, you know, the same expand on a story sort of the story world across movies tv video games comic books websites webisodes etc or even theme parks if you're talking about disney <laughs> yeah and and jeff had a great point jeff has done work um, with theme parks and among really? his credits he consulted on uh, galaxy's edge which disney just opened yeah. in anaheim You've been listening to the Portland Podcast with Gregory Day. I produce and edit the show. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then.